Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. And Mahomes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. That's right, you hear the music, you know it's Arrowhead Pride on a Wednesday. Loaded show, Christmas week. Get your wish list together. And always remember, yo Pete! At the very end of the show is the Arrowhead Pride mailbag as we get into the Ask Pete Anything. It's Christmas, man. You ask Pete whatever the heck you want. But yo, Pete, in the Arrowhead Pride mailbag at the end of the show, 645-913-586-7610. Happy holidays uh, to you, Mr. Sweeney, as your microphone goes limp. Yeah, happy holidays to you. Uh, A big week coming up. It's Mm -hmm. a a little bit of an odd week in in terms of the football schedule because another Monday game. So usually we we get together on Wednesdays after media, but media doesn't start for the Chiefs uh, officially for this week until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's not a Monday night football game. It's a Monday afternoon game. It's probably going to feel like a Sunday that'll roll right into Tuesday, but uh, a Chiefs miss nonetheless, right? How do you feel about uh, noon on Christmas Day? Because I know before we get into what we saw on Sunday afternoon, um, there was a lot of people kind of in hot water about this whole because I got a free ticket, so I'm going yeah. actually. Oh, um, see you out there. Yeah, you gonna be in the press box or? I'm actually like really close, I guess, to Eric Stone Street mm. is what I've been told. Like he's right above me. All right. I don't know. Maybe we'll become boys. You gonna get a selfie with him? I'm not really a big selfie celebrity guy. Yeah, because then you're like letting them know that they're above the stage. Now, if it's like a super big, like if it's Bruce Springsteen, yeah, come on. Okay. You know, then I would, but uh, no, so no, no Stone Street selfie in the cards. Nah, maybe like a Snapchat video or something like, hey, look, it's uh, Cam from Modern Family. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's like, like George Costanza trying to get away from that. Role. That oh, you do? Well, he never will. No, neither will that dude that played uh, Napoleon Dynamite. But no, honestly, so are you okay with that? Like Christmas, I know because you have to work the games. So, like, there's no way like you can get around it. Um, yeah, I just I mean, remember I, there were people on both sides of the fence like, yeah, it's cool, it's Christmas Day. Nay, it's not like. At least it's at noon. I don't know. I'm used to it by now. I've been working Thanksgiving and Christmas in some capacity for like 10 years now, just because usually when it occurs during the week, it's practice, uh, you know, it's practice and we're still mm-hmm. working through that. It actually gets back to Christmas and New Year's Eve in, in the middle of the week next year, which I'm looking forward to. It's been on the weekend now, mm-hmm. now that, how the, you know, the calendar goes. Uh, it's been on the weekend now for a couple of years. And I think this is the last one before we get. Back to normal. It'll be fine. Uh, my my family is coming into town. We're looking forward to that. We're going to celebrate Christmas on the Sunday. So the oh, nice Christmas Eve, and then it'll be a a work day on Monday. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing uh, we're doing Christmas Eve uh, at Dad's house, and then stepdad's house. Uh, we're doing uh, Christmas after the game. So yeah, I actually like it because uh, I I like watching the other games around the league, and mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Eve is loaded up with that. So you know we're cooking at the house and. I'll be watching the other teams. I, I you know, I follow the, the rest of the league pretty closely. So when those teams up come come up against the Chiefs, I have some kind of idea what's going on with them. So because yeah, what we got games Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There's a big one on Monday night. Yeah, big one on Christmas night. Yeah, there are three three days of games. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure people's partners out there who aren't as into football are really excited about that. Um, Does that hit a little close to home this this year? No. Okay. Uh, huh? No. Um, she likes football. I wouldn't say she loves it as much as I do, but she enjoys it. Yeah, uh, especially well, Chiefs. no one loves it more than you do. Especially Chiefs games. Yeah. I mean Binkley. I no I, Binkley likes it more than I do. Likes football more than I do. But I I, I feel close. Yeah, I'm close. I'm close to Bink. I, Bink wakes up and he 
he checks what games run mm-hmm. tonight. You know, that's that's probably the uh, you know you get some Mac too. action, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Like I'm not watching Mac action right. when I'm I'm off on Fridays during the season. Yeah, no, I'm not. Doing so that. Sunday's game against the Patriots. I guess for you, what stood out? the most in a positive way. We'll get to the negative side of it here in a second, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a shame that the negative moments happened because I thought it was a, a very good game for the chiefs against a gritty team. That's probably a little bit better than their record. I'm not saying a lot better than the three mm-hmm. wins, but it, probably a little bit better than their record, especially defensively. And I thought you saw some good things from the offense. And I think that's why Patrick Mahomes was so frustrated by the negatives, which was the interception off Blake Bell, the interception that everyone can't stop talking about with, with Tony. It is because I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought the offense played pretty well. I think they're really starting to find their identity as far as Rasheed Rice kind of emerging as this guy. I think that Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a really nice day and a spot start. And I think fans um, who were very negative about Clyde realized at least there is something there maybe as far as a, a role player goes. Uh protected enough to throw for 300 yards, uh, step in the right direction. And, you know, I, I always try to, to look at it from a wide, wide lens, you know, that part of the gig. And I know the interceptions happened, but I, I think in the grand scheme of things, it was a very nice step in the right direction for the offense. And I know you can't take them away, so, you know, forgive me here, but you take away those two plays, mm-hmm. right, and they're just two plays. Uh, and not Mahomes' fault. I, I blame the pass catchers more than Pat. I think you're feeling pretty good about how you came out of that game, and it's against a, a pretty good defense and uh, and the best defensive mind of, of all of all time that really knows how to attack teams. And then defensively, the beginning of the game wasn't great, but I liked what they did uh, as far as defending the run. The run could never really get going. The Patriots kind of quit it. Uh, the second level stuff was great, but they settled in and and delivered, bought the offense time and you end up having a, a win that probably should have been a little bit more convincing without the mistakes. So I, I like the game, um, and we'll see how they build upon it. I know that we're going to be probably talking about snap counts and, and stuff changing a little bit, but I, I think the Chiefs took a step in the right direction as a team, and, and we'll see how they can build upon that on uh, Monday. Against the Raiders team, let's not forget, who's coming off a 63-point output. Not, mm. to, not to say that it was against a good team. The Chargers are a complete mess, and they fired their head coach, but... Uh, you know, Not Raiders, only that, Raiders are playing well. Yeah. Fired like the GM, the run special, mm. and even Kellen Moore is like, ah, I don't think I want to be the interim coach. A little bit of house house cleaning mm. there in LA. I just did that on Monday. It felt great. Uh, now let's go to the uh, the negative. I did. I cleaned the entire house. Lysol. Yeah. Mm. That's too toxic. Um, but maybe I'm toxic. What yeah. was the negative outside was, of the out of? You're great, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, what were the negatives outside of the two drops, other than? Yeah. No. I. I unless that was it. No. Because you were pretty positive, Pete. I've been getting killed for it all year. Good. Uh, you know, I, cause I, like I said, wide lens, right? Mm-hmm. You're still waking up and I think you'll wake up at the end of the season. You'll probably have the number two seed, but it, if you, all you did it was look at comments and text line and X the entire year, you would think the chiefs were out of the playoffs. And that part kind of annoys me a little bit, but I, you know, I think that they're hitting their stride at the right moment, which is a good thing. But yeah, let's talk about the negative. Uh, Kadarius Tony is the big one. And I think the chiefs finally adjust, uh, this week I talked about this on, on our podcast network and in our newsletter and on the side and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But Andy Reed essentially declined to talk about whether or not Tony's opportunities are going to go away. Whereas Richie James, he really leaned in and said, we need to get this guy on the field uh, a lot more. Uh, we, we have to see what, uh, he can do. Uh, I, I dug a, a stat up 
and I, you know, I said it on the drive, and I'll say it here, in the past three games, Richie James has only had 17 snaps, three catches for 33 yards. That yardage is more than Tony in that span. That yardage is more than Moore in that span. So it seems like the Chiefs are going to finally make a move there uh, as far as 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 James goes. Uh, I, I did see a negative that I didn't love about the defense. The coverage, uh, as far as the second level against the tight end, we kind of mentioned it before with Hunter Henry at the beginning of that game making Bailey Zappi look like an MVP for a second. I, I didn't love that. I, I think they're going to want to shore that that part up. Mike Edwards seems to be a little bit uh, of a a liability, mm. I think, in the absence of Brian Cook. It, it raises the importance of Brian Cook potentially being available for the playoffs uh, a, a little bit there. But a tight end isn't going to kill you. But I, I just think about the AFC and their tight ends. I know that the Baltimore has not officially ruled out Mark Andrews. He is on that Travis Kelsey level. We'll see if he can get back. Isaiah Likely has looked pretty good. Now you look around the rest of the AFC. Uh, Buffalo has uh, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. You know, you look at Cleveland with David Njoku. There there are some tight ends that can do some damage. So I think it'll be important to see the Chiefs kind of take care of business the rest of the way when it comes to coverage at the second level. Uh, but I think largely, like I said, uh, a good win with, with some negatives, some some things they really have to correct uh, as they go here. But I think you're building steam right now, and, and you're building steam at a good time because the, the NFL playoffs are three games away. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. If I was going to lose my hearing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, at 80, I think it's happening at 79. Wake up, Pete. Yeah. And don't ask about the tables. That was a that's a loud bump that we have. I love it. Um, obviously, no injury report. As you said, everything is pushed back a day. Um, but there is one injury that was announced this week. Sky Moore to the IR with a knee injury. Care to explain or is it still just as vague until we know more tomorrow when they talk to the media that it's just like I mentioned uh, last night, Monday night, because you were on uh, Monday night with me. Yeah. That you say IR with a knee is never a good thing. Or is this more of it's been a tough year. Let's take the rest of it off. Let's not lose any self-esteem and uh, try to get you back for your third year. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure he's not going to be unavailable for the next four games. I, I don't think it was just this thing where they said, well, it's close. Let's just end the season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he'll be back. Um, and more of an extension of that point. I I just think, yeah, it, it's been tough uh, for Sky. Suffers an injury in this game. Uh, and now, you know, I, I think if I'm him, I, you know, I take a step back and I, I rehab, I, you know, I get better. And then I, I do look towards uh, what would be year three. Disappointing, right? It, it was a disappointing season for Sky Moore. His regular season, at least, uh, is over here. Now we'll see with, like, what other players can do with those opportunities. I mean, he had been in the realm of starting to lose snaps anyway. It mm-hmm. seemed like the Chiefs were leaning away early in that game uh, a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, tough tough injury for Sky. I feel for the guy. Um, I think there are certain players who have bad seasons, and, you know, you kind of go back to training camp and mm-hmm. point at things or even before it and point at things where, you know, you say, oh, well, we didn't see this player at Camp Pat. You know, we didn't see this player, and he looked like he was lethargic in training camp, and he didn't do the right things. But, like, Sky was the complete opposite. I I know that fans are tired of seeing him out there. I know he wasn't as productive, but, you know, every available day at Camp Pat down in Texas, he was at. He looked really good in training camp. You were up at training camp mm-hmm. that handful of times. We, we talked a lot about it, how good he looked. Yeah. Uh, really worked hard at camp. I, I thought he was in line for a big year. Pat, I remember saying about Sky early on in the season, I can't wait for you guys to see what's to come of all this hard work he's put in. So 
Reset here, right? I don't think the, the story's over for Sky Moore. I mean, he's a second-round pick. He's still going to be under contract next year. No reason to get rid of him. Let's just see how he comes back. Uh, it's going to be a must-perform year for him next year. You know, he can maybe find himself out of the, the league real quick here. Uh, that, that's how it goes. Um, but disappointing. Disappointing end. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't even really match the yardage that he had last year, and, and we expected big, much bigger things for him. We always expect big things from our next guest, which is Ron Kopp Jr., the lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride Juniors. He joins us every single week at 615. That's Pete Sweeney. I'm Dusty Likens. Nathan's in the house as well. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by that lead film analyst, Ron Kopp Jr. Here, you listen to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What a song to come back from. Um, by the way, Playoff Pills and Release, Friday, January 12th. Pete's kind enough for letting me promote this on his show on Arrowhead Pride Radio. But Friday, January 12th, starting at 6 p.m. at Cinderblock Brewery. It'll be our third annual Playoff Pills and Release. I will be there broadcasting live at 6. Pete will probably be there as well. He's my plus one. The entire 610 Sports Radio staff will be there as well. Plus F325 Barbecue Pete is going to have a tailgate menu with wings, loaded mac and cheese, and barbecue sandwiches. Free? Yeah. Oh, man. You're Pete Sweeney, man. You don't pay for anything in this city. <laughs> Gosh. Um, also, I wish that were the case. Yeah. also, shout out to uh, El Camino, a uh, local fan uh, yeah. of, uh, of After Hours and this show as well. Dude, he dropped me off an entire set list of Bruce Springsteen live in Kansas City as I was there with my father, uh, amongst other people that I, con- I consider uh, dear friends as well. Um, and the whole playlist live in Kansas City. So shout out you, El Camino. You, I, I know this about you because you, you know, you and I are friends along, mm-hmm. along with being colleagues. And yeah, you know, when we've done shows in the past, uh, I'd walk into six ten here, and uh, Bruce would already be blasting. Oh yeah, from the uh, dusty computer. So he he definitely appreciates that gift for sure. I also appreciate the gift of every Wednesday at six fifteen that Ron Cop Jr. joins the RKJ. show. RKJ, how's it going tonight, my man? How's you doing? How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Sounds like y'all got a lot going on. So uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to y'all. Uh, and uh, I could not name one Bruce Springsteen song off, off the top of my head. Oh goodness, not not a good foot to start on. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to be mad at you, Ron, because when you I get really up, cannot. I cannot. I'm trying. I honestly, I I'm sorry. Will you I, I will you bad. do me a favor? As soon as this is over, as soon as this interview is over, I want you to listen to the song "I'm on Fire." And then the okay. next time you and the wife have a nice wine night, I want you to play that song in the kitchen and take her for a dance. 
Ooh, okay. Dusty assisting with the brownie points. The uh, I like that. Okay, I, I love it. I'm, I, I'm on it. I expect a mention text or tweet afterwards saying, that song is a banger. Can't wait for the idea of dance with my lady. I'm I'm on it. I, I might have to surprise her a little bit. I don't really want to you know put it out there too much. You know, no, no, no. Kinda... yeah, doing the math here. Okay, let's see here. Yep, the cop baby doing September. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Uncle Dusty in the house. Uh, Ron. Anyways, let's move on to what we saw in New England. Where she Rice continues to do his thing. We talked last week that he could close in on a thousand yards. Seven fifty four now. Uh, getting closer and closer to that Dwayne Bow record as a rookie, and closer and closer to one K. What does RKJ think of this? Yeah, I mean, you called it out last week. It was definitely surprising. I didn't realize he was getting that close. And and honestly, what you're seeing is he is just continuing to be used in more and more different ways. Um, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. At first, it was just like, okay, you obviously want him to just get the ball in his hands, you know, get going downfield. But you're seeing his route tree expand. You're seeing Mahomes continue to trust him more. And the thing is, his snap count went all the way up to the 90 percentile this last week. Uh, you never see that with a Chiefs receiver. We haven't seen that kind of rate in a, in a Chiefs snap count since like Tyreek Hill was here in Kansas City. So it is definitely significant. And, you know, with Sky Moore going on IR, um, you know, with, with, with Richie James, obviously, you know, kind of getting in the mix but hasn't played, you know, much this year, that slot position is going to be like completely rife. And so um, I'm excited to, to, for him to continue to be a feature part of the offense because, you know, I'll just say it, even with, you know, when you include even Travis Kelsey, I think Rice is the most uh, effective pass catcher right now in the Chiefs offense. Ron, the number one story right now is in the receiver room and doesn't have to do with Rice. It has to do with Kadarius Tony, and probably in the negative realm. Where do you land on Tony? Have you seen enough? And if so, what do you expect out of Richie James and maybe some added opportunity? See, my thing with Tony is I, I do understand why he does get the opportunities he does, uh, and especially when you, when you compare him to the rest of the room. He does make plays before and after uh, the ball is in his hands, right? He, he can create separation in a route. He can make someone miss and continue upfield. We've seen him have impressive reps doing that of each. But, man, it just really seems like what we're seeing is when you – the more he plays – the more the negative is going to come. And so it's just a, it's a really fine thing where he needs to be sprinkled in very, very seldomly. And it, and it, it makes you, you know, I think a lot of us are saying, look, if he is the most talented receiver, he needs to play more, but it's, you know, these last two weeks are the the games he has played some of the most snaps and he's about 40% snap rate, both of them as close to a season high. And those games were all coming out of it, you know, uh, grabbing our hair and, and it's not like, you know, you've seen him make a ton of plays in either of those games either. You're really just seeing the negatives kind to kind of, you know, expand as his snap count expands. So my solution to me was, is you can't just completely, you know, eliminate the playmaking he does, but you really just have to make it a, a very seldom thing. Treat him like old school D'Anthony Thomas, you know, some of these, you know, rookie year Tiger Kill when it really wasn't much, right? I mean, you know, not, not make him a, an actual feature part of the receiving group. I just feel like, you're, you know, he, he's proven that to, to an extent where the drops, the, the penalties, the undisciplined play. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be driving the offense crazy. Um, with his play and snap count going kind of away and Sky Moore going to IR, do you want to see more of like that three, that, that big three set where there's, you know, three tight ends out there, one solo back, or do you think they'll go more so of like, Hey, let's get wild in the backfield. Do a lot of miss kind of similar to, I guess the Miami dolphins kind of how they do use a lot of disguises. And then you don't know who's getting the ball out of the backfield. Like what is, what does Ron cop want to see this offense do more uh, moving forward with the new developments of maybe it's new identity that it has. 
Yeah, I mean, one thing I've talked about a lot this year, and, and it came up this game, is the fact that they can't really go into 13 personnel and be very uh, multiple out of it, right? It really feels like last year when you have Jody Fortson as that third tight end, you can pass out of it and you can be explosive and you can, you know, uh, attack defenses when they're kind of in base personnel thinking you're going to run it. This year, you know, Blake Bell is just such a difference and, and it really does affect, you know, the team's ability to play from those kind of formations. So I do think you're right. I think um, instead of maybe going with the multiple tight ends, maybe they just get a little, you know, fancy with, you've seen Tony be used as a running back to kind of, you know, lighten the personnel and, and, and really spread out the defense. I think Clyde, you know, is giving you reason to maybe give him some unique snaps where maybe it's when Pacheco's back, you know, it's, it's, it's two running backs on the field and that, and that requires the defense to play a certain personnel, but maybe Clyde's that slot receiver, right? Like he can do some of the things, you know, make guys, guys missing in the open field. I mean, we've seen it these past couple of weeks. So I think Clyde is kind of giving you a reason to, Maybe get a little creative with, with how he's used when Pacheco's back in the action. Talking with Ron Copper, lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride. Ron, I, I want to talk about the, the negative for the defense from this past Sunday, and that was Hunter Henry for seven receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown at the beginning of this game. Cause a concern for you as far as the linebackers and coverage and maybe Mike Edwards filling in for Brian Cook, or are you are you thinking this is going to be okay uh, as the linebackers get healthier and as Mike Edwards settles in? Hey, I, I think your main point is the Mike Edwards over Brian Cook. I Mike Edwards to me is someone that, man, he is a playmaker. He is a ball hawk, but it just seems to be very inconsistent um, when you're, when he's the, the the primary free safety. When he's kind of that – you know, you can throw him in there on third down, throw him in there in pass down situations and let him cook. You know, he's, he's made plays this year, but uh, you know, Brian cook, uh, no pun intended is the guy that really has just been a super reliable tackler coming up or, you know, just seems to be, you know, really covering the back end where you don't see a lot of deep passes go over the chiefs heads at all. Right. Because I think a lot of that is B cook is so good covering the back end and, and dissuading, uh, you know, passing games from going deep. Also, obviously, you know, the chiefs pass rush has been pretty effective, but all that to say is I do think B Cook is, is a huge absence. You'd love to get him back. But as I'm, while I'm talking about the safety position, I do have to say, you know, someone like Chamari Connor, you know, I was, I, I was impressed with, you know, coming up. He's not someone that I think they'd play with tight ends. Uh, you know, I think Jay Reed's that main guy. And Connor's going to be more around the line of scrimmage, so you wouldn't be, see him be filling in for, for Edwards or Cook either in the back end. But, man, he, may, he, he, is a, he is a Sneed-like player in the box in terms of playing that slot and being a hard guy to block and a, and a, and a tough tackle. He squared up his week once. So as much as the back end of the safety group, they really need Cook, I was encouraged to see kind of the, you know, around the line of scrimmage how, how the safeties are playing right now. They're really aggressive and firing downhill. Gearing up for a potential AFC West championship lock for the eighth consecutive year. Ron, what do you got coming up uh, as they play this game on Christmas Day? Well, I will be at Arrowhead. I'm so excited. Got the family coming with me uh, nice. for a Christmas Day game. I think it's a, it's a perfect way to spend the day. Um, do think it's kind of odd they, they didn't just leave it on a Christmas Eve and, and, and keep it on a Sunday. Um, but, you know, hey, I, I guess the people want to watch the Chiefs on noon on Christmas Day. But five things to watch will be coming out. Uh, you know, hey, last time the Chiefs, these Chiefs played the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell came out firing. The defense had a little trouble with Josh Jacobs and, and some of the other parts of the Raiders offense. So I definitely think there's Reason to believe the Raiders could give them a game, give them a, a run. They just scored freaking 63 points. So they, their offense is, is feeling a little bit. So definitely something to watch in this game. It'll be a good one. All right, man. Well, uh, enjoy. I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen here in the next 60 seconds and have a very Merry Christmas to you and all your family. Hey, Dusty, I appreciate the recommendation. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yes, sir.
Ron Cobb Jr., everybody, there on uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio, your lead film analyst over at your wonderful site that is Arrowhead Pride. Nice recommendation for him. I hope he has a good evening. Do you know that song? Yeah, of course. Come Thanks, on. man. I figured, I figured, I figured. Okay. Hey, uh, don't, don't forget, Yo Pete comes up at Yo 645. Pete. So if you have a question for Pete, Christmas-related, Christmas Day-related, Chiefs, anything you want, it's on the table. Yo Pete at 645 in the Arrowhead Pride mailbag. Coming up, we get Christmas list wishes for Pete Sweeney. Not for what he wants. I know what he wants for Christmas. But what he wants for Christmas from the Chiefs moving forward. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. All right. The low rider. It's a good jam. It is a good jam. It's a good jam to like start a lake day out with. Sure. You know, you like walking down to the dock. You put the you put the Bluetooth speaker connection on, and then you just hit this, mm. and then you hear the. What's that? That's the sound of a cool latte or a Miller High Life getting cracked, and you just know the rest of your day is yours. So, carpe diem. Miller High Life or Bush is your choice. At the lake? Oh yeah. Okay. Or like seltzers, like the Claws or the Nooners. Good to know. Yeah. I mean, we'll get we'll get down on some on some tall Miller High Lives at the lake. Once you once you straighten out my driving, maybe I'll get you a gift. I'm gonna fix your golf game. I promise you that. All right. I need it. I need help. I'll help you out, I promise. <coughs> Sorry. Speaking of helping you out, Alex Gold will help you out. He is live at the Hollywood Casino. He'll have that betting show coming up after this. So if you're looking for some Christmas Day action. Uh, parlays, whatever it may be. Alex Gold, he'll have you next, and uh, he'll have you with your Goldilocks. His Goldilocks are just right. Yes, they are. I wonder what he's up this year. Um, anyways, this game on Monday, there's like one huge significant thing, right? You can win the AFC West Championship um, eight straight. I mean, at what point do we start to realize what they're doing is immaculate and it's not? Because I get it. People are like, I don't need another shirt. We get championship AFC shirts. (laughs) But, like, man, they're starting to do stuff that, like, KU has done winning the Big 12 consecutively in all those years. The Braves won the AL East, like, 14 consecutive times. Um, At least the Chiefs have more than one title to show for it. But at what point do we start to look at that and be like, this is pretty damn respectful. Like, this is eight straight years of winning your conference and – this goes back before Mahomes. This is like an Andy Reid appreciation topic. Yeah, I think to put it in in perspective, there's a few ways to do that. Uh, first, this will be eight. You know, should they win, even mm-hmm. if they, even if it lost the game, it's still probably going to happen. I mean, it, upsets happen, but even how that, dare you? Saying don't uh, ruin those kids' Christmases, right? But you'll solidify it yourself. You just win at home against an inferior team, mm-hmm. so that'll be eight. And I think when we think of division dominance in the NFL perspective we always think of that new england team new england did it 11 times in a row Mm -hmm. and uh i think for the chiefs to be just three shy of that and now i think when you're three shy when in terms of that type of streak you're talking about in the ballpark Mm -hmm. and i think when the patriots were winning all those divisions in a row and i i know it was lowly teams in the division with the jets and the bills and the dolphins but much better than your kid but just to be in the ballpark of that, uh, it almost was an unfathomable run of just division dominance, I, I think, uh, can kind of help you put it in perspective, and, and we'll mm-hmm. see if they can continue it in years to come. But I also, and I put this out on my X account today, uh, if you go to So X, you're going with X, by the way. I'm, I've been trying to adjust. Okay. Yeah, I think eventually we'll, we'll have to do that, right, like at a certain point. Because at this point, it just seems like you're a smoker that's like, I'll just have one today. That's a victory. I, I, you know, I think, I think eventually at a certain point, we'll, we'll drop the 
X, you know, it's formerly known as Twitter. Like at a certain point, it was just anyway. On my X account today, I put that as of <laughs> the conclusion of 2015, the AFC West titles in mm. in history. This dates back to the AFL days. Uh, at the end of 2015, like you know, we're still in the Alex Smith, Smith era at this point. The Chargers had 15, the Broncos had 15, and the Raiders had 15. The Chiefs at that time had eight. They had eight. So they were seven behind the pack. The Chiefs win on Monday for Christmas. They will have 16. So they would have gone in the last eight years from the team that was trailing by a decade or so's worth of AFC titles to the most AFC West titles in NFL and AFL history. So mm. just, the streak has, has made for a complete reversal of franchise history. Like it, I know that we get caught up in this team has this problem. They have that problem. They're yeah, not they're like the old Chiefs. They're never going to win. But just to you know, take a step back and, and think about the era of Chiefs football that we're in and how historic what Andy Reid and – Alex Smith, uh, John Dorsey, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach uh, have sort of been able to accomplish together. It is very hard uh, for a franchise to completely shift its identity because you can't do it in a year's time. It takes a decade of success. And they're on the cusp from going to what was one of the lowly franchises in the NFL that no one respected to the bar. Uh We want to be the Chiefs. Like that's what the Chiefs used to say about – organizations like the Steelers and the Packers and the Giants. Like we want now it's going to be no, no. Forget about those organizations. We want to be the Chiefs. We want to have the quarterback. We want to have the Super Bowl. We want to have the all the division titles in a row. So some real history can be accomplished on on Monday at Arrowhead and I think it, you know, amidst the ultimate desire to win the Super Bowl this year, I think it's worth remembering. Um it is the holiday season, so I wanted to um uh, you know, I want to give you some sort of Christmas wish list with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. I'll give you three. What are your top three Christmas wish lists for the rest of the season? Um, Can't say Super Bowl. Yeah, I I kind of agree with everyone's notion now. And, you know, even if it's it's a break for a little while, I think they need to lean more into James and less into Tony. Now, I think I'm a little bit different in this wish and it's in its nuance in the sense that, I don't want to just completely say goodbye to Tony. I think Tony still needs to be touching the football. Maybe it's just not like in a passing fashion. Like maybe that isn't something that you want to say about a wide receiver, but let's have those designed runs. Let's maybe if we're not going to put him in, in, in as many snaps on, on offense, why not make him the returner? I, I think as a returner, he's one of the most dangerous players in the NFL. And so Rather than it being a, you know, Tony, go sit on the bench and we never want to hear from you again, let's change up the roles and keep them involved. And like I said, if you're going to give James those snaps combined, you know, the combined Tony more snaps, more heading to IR, then let's see him still touch the football, but in very safe ways so you keep his confidence up. And Andy Reid has nailed it too. I, I think, you know, I think it's time to kind of give him less this year, but he's still only 24 years old, so I just – I don't think it's it's a player that's going to be completely out of the league all of a sudden. I just think it needs to be dialed back. That's number one. Do you want a second one here? Yeah, give me your second Christmas wish list. All right. Uh, I I'd kind of alluded to it with Ron on the phone before, but it's somehow, some way, Mr. Backwardsfoot, Brian Cook, 
miraculously being ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important against better teams. I think you can manage these next three games. If you want to look back at the last game, the last four games of the season. But when you're facing AFC playoff teams, playoff teams that uh, have the the horsepower, the defenses to to beat you. But you know, we're talking about the offensive side of the football now. The receivers and the the tight ends that I had mentioned a little bit earlier. You're going to want to have Cook back. I mean, he's become a very important player for Kansas City. He really grabbed that role that Juan Thornhill had, and he grabbed the bull by the horns and has been really good. And I think the Chiefs are going to miss him down the stretch. They're going to win despite uh, of him uh, not being in the mix. I know that there's a chance for him to be available in the postseason. I think it's going to be critical. And so a a healthy Brian Cook, a healthy ankle, uh, we imagine it's a high ankle sprain, but somehow getting him back for the postseason will be huge. And your third. And final one before we get to Yo P. I know that some fans are not going to like this one. So oh, no. I'm going to acknowledge oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. You ready for it? No. All right. Just bear rip with the band aid off. No bills in the first round because I think the Chiefs are going to get the two seed and I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think the bills are like, remember when the Anaheim Angels back in the day had the monkey mm-hmm. and they just were playing really Rally well? monkey. The route. Ra- I just don't think you want to face them in the first game. I'm not saying that I don't think the Chiefs can beat the Bills later on in the playoffs, but I just I think the Bills have this miraculous story and they have at least one playoff win in them. Uh, and this Chiefs team, granted, has fought through adversity and I think they're finally finding themselves. But I just think avoiding that in a wild card round uh, would be would be big. Now, you look at how the playoffs are playing out and the seeding. I think the Chiefs are going to be the two seed. And right now, the most likely seven seed would be the Buffalo Bills. But I think if you can avoid a wild card weekend with Chiefs Bills, you settle in into what the postseason football is about without having to play. Mm-hmm. If they if they make it, they're going to be the hottest team in the league. Uh, then I think you're you're set for a long run. So forgive me. I know that's probably not going to be a popular wish, but I think if you, if you can avoid that, you'll, you'll be in pretty good shape as far as the postseason and the feel and the vibes go. It's my favorite part of the show coming up. It's the uh, session that we call the Arrowhead Pride Mailbag that goes, yo, Pete, and then your question afterwards. The number's 913-586-7610. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Yo, Pete, coming up next. We'll get to yo, Pete in just a second. We'll let you enjoy Phoenix for just a little bit longer. Nathan, Pete, Dusty with you tonight here on Arrowhead Pride Radio. Thanks to Ron Kopp for coming on the show. Ron Kopp Jr., that is. Still no message from him about uh, I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Some some fans enjoyed Phoenix last year when they were uh, <laughs> there for the, the big game. You're so funny. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're all... You couldn't even, couldn't even come up with it. What are you talking Mr. about? Mr. Clever. What do you mean? Uh, right now you're talking about the Super Bowl. Um. Yeah, that field sucks, though. Yeah. Even though they won, that field's terrible. Yeah. Don't ask about the field. Yeah, the field, not great. No. But, uh, look, it led to, you know, the second championship. Hoisting a trophy. Second championship in three years. Yeah, dude. You know? Four years. Will they get a third? Find out in February. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter. At Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. Mm. No, it's time for Yo Pete. As we do every single week to end the show. Don't forget, we'll be back next week as well. Uh, New Year's Eve edition. So maybe there's some uh, New Year's resolutions that we'll do next week. <laughs> that is a hell of a tease. You, you, <laughs> you are really leaning into the themes this time of year. Big theme guy. 
big, big theme guy. Yo, Pete from the 816. Should we be worried about Kelsey retiring after the season? That is a actual question. Pete, your answer. Yeah, I said this on Fesco in the morning, and I'll, I'll repeat it now. I don't know anymore. Uh, repeat it? That'd be a segment for you later on in life. We got to stop. We okay. have to stop doing this. Uh, I I think I'd always believe that, you know, it, it would be in the three to four year range because, you know, anytime we would, we would ask him, he would tell us that, you know, he played it a wheels fall off, wait till his body gives out, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Something's changed in him. Uh, I love. I, I don't know if it's love. I don't know if it's, you know, the idea of there is something clear for him to do after football with this podcast stuff and mm-hmm. pretty damn good actor. They had a really nice night on SNL. Um, I did notice something last game that made me raise my eyebrows. Football is a small fraternity. And, and this is what I said on Fesco. Football is a small fraternity. And Bill Belichick made a point of it to, like, really seek Kelsey out after the game. Mm-hmm. You just wonder, does everyone kind of know that maybe this is the, the last ride? I'd be especially curious if the Chiefs still pull it, do pull it off and go back-to-back. That, that'd be a, a really nice way to shut, shut the door on a Hall of Fame career. Man, could you imagine winning back-to-back Super Bowls against your brother and then going into the Hall of Fame with your brother and be like three-time champion, younger brother. I did see the other day that I don't know if the Eagles are getting there anymore. I don't. Mm, I don't feel is. as confident as, as that yeah. Anymore. I saw somebody tweeted since Nick Sirianni uh, did the "Hey Chiefs fans, mm-hmm. don't hear blank anymore." See you, that they yeah. are one in three since that moment that maybe he won his Super Bowl in November. <laughs> I saw that tweet too, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta put a similar tweet out. There. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, no. Oh. no, you think I copied you? I, I, uh. I said it was a, it was a great minds think alike moment. Yeah. Really. I did put mine out. I checked the times on it. I was a little bit later. Yeah, like five minutes. No, I don't know if it's okay, five Okay, okay. Oh, man. Yo, Pete, do you think Rice will break Dwayne Bowe's rookie record? And if so, do you think Rice is better than Dwayne Bowe? And yo, Pete, loaded question from the 816. What are you eating for Christmas? Barbecue, turkey, seafood, Chinese? What is the food spread look like? Yo, Pete. So I guess we we can just consider it like a thousand, right? Dwayne Bowe is on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's getting there, um, you know, because I think at a certain point in these final games, I know you're playing teams that that uh, are inferior for sure, and you know with their quarterbacks and stuff. But uh, I think they're going to start paying a little bit extra attention to him. And so I'm not saying he's going to be you know unproductive by any means, but I just think it's going to be tough to get the yardage that he needs in these final three games to to do it. So if I had to bet, I'd say no. But I, you know, I hope I'm wrong there. I, I, I'd like, I'd love to see the the first ever rookie wide receiver with a thousand yards for the Chiefs. Yo, Pete from the seven two zero. I didn't see the team practice today. I didn't see an injury update on your Twitter. Explain, Yo, Pete. Yeah, uh, Andy <laughs> Reid is a man of routine. So when uh, you know you you have the Monday game, everything's pushed back a day. So they will start. And have what Andy likes to call their football Wednesday on Thursday. Mm. It's, it's not confusing at all. Don't worry mm. about it. It's uh, but they'll be the first injury report tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can't wait to work on on Saturday uh, Chris, of Christmas weekend. Can't wait to work on Christmas. It's gonna be great. Oh, spare me. 
Yo, Pete. You, spare me. The guy's about to go on vacation. Yeah, well. In what, four minutes? Uh, it is what it is. I don't make the schedule. Yo, Pete, <laughs> is there any chance the Chiefs use Kadarius Tony for jet sweeps, or is this trust completely gone in number yeah, 19? That was my wish. That I, I, you know, yep. I just don't want to see a complete disappearance. I think he it can still be an impactful player in those those like you know 10 to 15 snap range of where you design stuff for him. Get the ball in his hands where you don't have to throw it to him. Get the ball in the wide receiver's hands, but just make sure it's it's a scenario where you don't have to throw him the football. That's where we're at. Last one. Yo, Pete, besides Rice, what are the three receivers get the most snaps come playoff time? Yeah, I think they've really settled in on on Watson, uh, James, and I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to gonna be that guy. I, I know that uh, Nate Taylor was on kind of saying the same thing. That That's the feeling we're getting from the team. Uh, as a whole, and uh, I think they have, you know, early in the year they were saying, we love this rotation, we love this rotation. It was hard to buy. I think you're always trying to look for a three- or four-man thing, and I think they're, they've finally found it, yeah. Yeah, that was a quick one. We'll do one more. Yo, Pete from oh. the 913, this is G-Baby. I didn't see Jay Ross. Will we get to see him on Christmas? I think, yeah, I, I, I think there's a chance. Uh, if the, he is active, which, I, like I said, I think there's a chance. I think you see in the 5 to 10. Snap range. There is a, a yo dusty. How was the date last weekend? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's not on there at yeah, all. Right there it is. There was no date at all last weekend. There's right. uh, Pete lying to the city once again. Why don't, you, why don't you stick with uh, with the Chiefs instead of trying to be <laughs> cheeky? I I was just wondering how it went. That's all. There was no date. Okay. You do this with Carrington. This is like your thing. No. Like you'll do this with said, with Nathan if he you, gets a date. You, you or, said Big Daddy D has a date. And First uh, off, I've never checking. once called myself Big Daddy I'm D. I'm just checking back in. I've never once done that. I wanted, listen, I'm like an older brother I was brother with two couples, my best want, friend, and another guy that was without his wife. I just want wife. my friend to be happy. At I, want, I am I, happy. I love love, and I want you to find it. Hey, man, if it's uh, love, set it free. <laughs> if it comes back, it's meant to be. There you go. A wise man once told there me that. There you go. But yeah, there was no date. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I will tell you if I go on it. I, I will, because I'll need you to be my guy in my corner. I'll be like, yeah. Pete, I got a hot date this no weekend. Be my guy. What do I need to do? Yeah. And you might be give like, just a, don't talk as much. Give you an, I'll give you some recommendations on a first and second place. Yeah. I'll help you out when, when the time's right. Mm. The one last weekend didn't go as well. We'll, <laughs> we'll look to, toward the next one. That's all right. <laughs> What do you got coming up this week at Arrowhead Pride? Yeah. Uh, like I said, everything's a day later, so we'll start the injury reports up tomorrow. Keep you guys updated. We'll have stories every day talking to these guys in the locker room. Uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully most of you are off, so you have plenty of time to hit the website. Check out our podcast network. we got a newsletter for you. If you want more, uh, arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. But, uh, Dusty, next time uh, we get together, it'll be after Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. and uh, Thank you, sir. We'll see if the Chiefs are AFC West champions at that point. Merry Christmas to you as well, Pete. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there that listen to the show. Thanks again to Ron Cobb Jr. Uh, appreciate you as well as we'll do it every Wednesday. We'll come back next Wednesday to do this again at 6 o'clock. Thanks to Nathan for handing everything down. Coming up next, live at Hollywood Casino because it's a home game. Those are the rules. Alex Gold will give you everything you need to know when it comes to betting in the week of sports. His Goldie Locks as well as much other stuff. He's got the sexiest voice in radio. And he better give me a shout-out for that one. For Arrowhead Pride Radio, thanks to Pete, thanks to Nathan, thanks to Ron. I'm Dusty Leggins. Good night, Kansas City. Go do nice things for people.
Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.